0: Om Namo Bhagavateva Sudevaya Om Namo Bhagavateva Sudevaya Open these to clean for Krishna, text 41 and 42. Na, I am, I am, Sadavi, Sambrajam, Swarajam, Ojam, Abhisa, Sairajam, Parameshim, 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 Yama, 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 Right, out of the come during the week. I'm coming on the week. we come back ah, every day in the week. I have the kids? So now you hear So I'm thinking of hearing you chant the mantra. So she's like that. I am thinking of the first. The Christian says, if unsuccessful after long practice of yoga. he takes his birth in a family of transcendentalists who are surely great in wisdom. Certainly such a birth is rare in this world. Birth in a family of yogis is an endless those with great wisdom and great doing. because a child born in such a family receives a spiritual impotence from the very beginning of his life. So you're very, very lucky. Very nice. Can't have an international society without children. You can have an international monastery for Christian consciousness. <laughs> You can't have an international society without children. As children are the life, just like the doctor. He decided that if he killed all the children, and all the residents of Vrindavan would die. Because the children are the life. So, in any society, the children are the life. They are future. When Prabhupada was asked, well, How will this movement go on without you? He did not say, Because we have a lot of buildings. He did not say, Because my disciples will initiate. He did not say because we're distributing our books. He said because we have our schooling in that's the true answer. Oh, I'm sorry. And also, that prophet uh, was one time criticizing the Americans, saying the Americans are spreading their culture all over the world, very successfully, that might happen. He said, but their own children are becoming hippies. Like I was just listening to Shiva Amarsh's podcast the other day. He was saying how oh, now there's two hundred and fifty million guns in America. And so many shootings. So why does everyone want to become like America? I don't really understand it. But anyway, there it is. He said their own children are becoming hippies. So the, the youth of America not all of them of course are becoming spoiled. So if Americans cannot train their own children, he said, how can they try to import their culture to others? He so said that's cheating. So if we're trying to spread Christian consciousness to others, first we must spread them to our own children. Does that make sense? Huh? And that is the life of the community. And the children, when they're welcome in the temple, when they're engaging in it's nice service, like playing the mudanga, like an expert, I right? mm-hmm. How old are they? Ten. Shh, that must be your sweet. <laughs> oh, you're the one. How old are you? Nine. You only nine? How long are you playing with? Like um, about yeah, two months. Oh, you joking. That's Amazing. Awesome. Um, Just think what will happen after playing for two years. I think you be able to transform the world with this, John. Mm-hmm. So, thank you very much. Okay. Now, I noticed we didn't have a here for the translation, but. The devotee who wrote the verse on the board, he, he knew what I was going to talk about somehow, even though I didn't tell him. So he just wrote up the glorious dust of Lord Krishna's feet. And somehow he picked up the theme that I was going to talk about. Although I will have a little social announcement at the end regarding the third word in these verses. So after talking about the main points and purport, I'm going to look at word number three. And so I'll just warn you. And I am going to talk about something cultural at the end. Yeah. Finish. Is that alright? If you don't like it, you can leave now. I figure I'll put it at the end. One. Not. Vayam. We. We. Who's The wines. The wines. Yeah. Sadi. Sadi. Osangi ladies over the. over the entire earth. Swarradam. Swarradam. The position of Lord Ninja King of Heaven. Bodhyam. Unlimited powers of
1: enjoyment.
0: Apihita. Eden. Vibhrajam. Mystic power. Adamaythyam. The position of Lord Brahma, creator of the universe. Chav. Man. Tannasjana Tannasjana Immortality Immortality Ahm Or Hare The Supreme Lord Tannasjana Dijavod Dijavod Ah, it had a good guess, of comedy this one. So, become the position of few feet, but it also means a place. Kama-yam Kama-yam Ahe We desire So, the pure devotees also have a kama. They also have a desire, right? They're not desireless. Akasya is Shri Mat, divine. Ala of the feet. Vrajaha of the Shri the goddess of fortune. On the breast. Kunkama of the cosmetic powder. Danda, by the fragrance. Ajam, dimish, Murdina, on our heads. Vatam to carry. Daha rista of Lord Krishna, the <coughs> wielder of the club. Do all of us have some desires? Yes. <laughs> okay, so this first is going to be about what is the top desire. What is the thing that you can desire? Attaining which, all of your other desires will be fulfilled." that would be nice, And you get one thing that in that one stroke fulfills all of your desires. So this is going to be explained by Rumi, speaking for... who's she speaking for? Okay. All the cleanest, uh, queens. the I sixteen thousand the Queens. And we heard so nicely from Sherry Gita Kapoor yesterday, the story of Krishna rescuing all those Queens. Translation and so forth. O saintly lady, who's that? We do not desire dominion over the earth, the sovereignty of the kingdom of heaven, unlimited facility for enjoyment, mystic power, the position of Lord Romance, immortality, or even attainment of the kingdom of God. And the question is what's the question? What do you want? Mm-hmm. We simply desire Oh, want any of those things. We simply desire to carry on our heads the glorious dust of rich' feet enriched by the fragrance of Kulkuma from his convoy. solution. The verb Gaj means to rule and from it are derived the words samrajam, meaning rulership over the entire earth, and samrajam, meaning rulership over heaven. comes from the word wuj, to enjoy, and thus refers to the capacity of enjoying whatever one desires. Doesn't that sound nice? Enjoying whatever one desires? Background. Virat is explained by Shiloh Chakra Chakravati as representing the phrase Vibidam Virat one enjoys any kind of opulence and specifically indicating the eight mystic perfections of Anima and so on. Doesn't that sound nice? You can be visible, you can become small, if you want something, even a distant place, you can just reach out and get it, you can control other people's minds. <laughs> People ask me, how do I make my children do this? So they want that they much want that mystic power. Huh? Mm-hmm. An alternative an alternative explanation of these terms is given by Shri Shiva Swami, who says that according to the Bhav the Vicha Brahmana, these four terms designate the power of sovereignty over each of the four cardinal directions some Rajya for the east, Bhajya for the south, some Rajya for, for the west, and Zairaja for the north. What versus queen do you say that they do not desire any of these powers or even the position of Lord Hermon, liberation, or entrance into the kingdom of God? They simply want them yes. that from the street. street which God she herself worship. We have yes. no yes. to what? So, Elizabeth has sacrificed to tell that the goddess of fortune that they hear did not watch me the consort of the end after all, the chariot explains, Goddess Lighting could not attain the direct association of Krishna. As this is talking about Krishna. Even after performing extensive austerities, as Buddhism states, Naiashriavuna, the Shri referred to here is the supreme goddess of fortune, identified by the Brihad Ghost of Vivantra Devi Krishna Mahi Prota at the top. sarva Lakshmi sarva para The transcendental goddess, Sīmārthī, Rani is a direct counterpart of Lord Shri Krishna. She is the central figure for all the goddesses of fortune. She, she possesses all the attractiveness to attract the all-attractive personality of Godhead. What a nice sentence to
1: she possesses all the attractiveness
0: to attract the all-attractive personality of God. Isn't that nice? She possesses all the attractiveness to attract the all-attractive personality <coughs> of God. She is the primal, internal potency of the Lord. Navayam rajam swarajam Haranay yamcha anand yamva harey vadam kama ya mana ekasya shuna pada vajasya kuchakum kumgandat yam murchnavo ham gada bida. Oh, thank you, ladies. The United States dominion over the earth, the sovereignty of the King of Heaven, and unlimited facility for enjoyment. Misty Powers, the position of our grandma. No more jealousy. No to the kingdom of God. We simply desire to carry on our heads yes. the glory dust of Lord Krishna, feet enriched by the fragrance of the pramukama from, from His consorts. So this the theme is carried over to some extent into the next verse. So tomorrow we'll talk more about the position of Shrimati Radharani. Run and the position of Vaikuntha or Dwarka versus Vrindavana. In fact, these three verses, 41 through 43, are referenced in the Bhagavad Gita to Sindhu commentaries of Jiva Goswami, Vishnu of as evidence that the happiness of worshipping Krishna is beyond the happiness even of liberation or even of Vaikuntha. And they're specifically comparing Vaikuntha and Vrindavana. And there's a little secret about the relationship between the service of Aikuntha and Lindavana which we will talk about tomorrow, Krishna, if we're here, and the world going on, we'll talk about that tomorrow. So, today I'm going to focus on what is the best thing to desire. Do you know that picture, the painting, in the, um, at least it's in the old editions of Bhagavad Gita, of the banding tricks in the 15th chapter? Mm-hmm. Some people just desire to sleep, like in Jakunda. <laughs> <laughs> because they've been doing so much service to Krishna. You know, which she couldn't have went with the demigod <laughs> Look, which couldn't have went with the demigod and he was fighting against the demons okay. and after doing that for thousands of years he was really tired. So if you've done a lot of service and you're really tired, would you please go to your rooms and go to bed? <laughs> okay. And if you want if you're, if you're not that tired, then would you stand up and sit us the wall or something? <laughs> Thank you. So now you're allowed to go to your room and go to bed, and maybe you will even get the benediction that anyone who tries to wake you one un- time will be put to action. <laughs> <laughs> no, you will wake up, and maybe Krishna will be in your room waking you up. Never know, you know. Okay. So everyone is desiring something. No one can be without desire. Descartes said, "I think, therefore I am." He was trying to find what is the basis of everything. What is the one thing that we know for sure? And he said, The only thing I know for sure is that I exist. And I exist because I think. The thinking is not the basis of existence. Are there any that probably don't think very much? Hmm? probably don't do much thinking. What is the basis of existence? Consciousness, which is exhibited by what? What's the main symptom of consciousness? So, consciousness is the system of soul. What is the system of consciousness? How do we know that somebody is conscious? They do what? They feel. They desire. They do. A thinking it may not happen very much like, as I say, the lower life ones probably don't do much thinking. Probably a little bit, but not much. But they do have desire. Desire is the most potential aspect of a living being. She's saying, Kama Yamaha, Common, we have some desire, and common can also be love. It's a very intense desire. Not just, oh yeah, you know. Like when I came into Australia, I was thinking, it'd be nice to see a kangaroo. <laughs> <laughs> I, got to, I, I said that to one of the boys, they said, we can take you to the zoo. I said, no, I've seen kangaroos in the zoos before. I want to see one in, you know, how things And when I was in New York, I got to see a wallaby. I was <laughs> you know, walking in the temple, 8 o'clock in the morning, there was a wall on the other side of the road hopping away. I said, thank you, I'll to <laughs> see my wall and you know, I'll show you. Now, that, but that's not a comma. Okay, that's oh. not some intense, well, it's like, it'll be nice to see me. It's like, oh, God, I to not kangaroo, You know, <laughs> not like that. Well, what he's talking about, comma, is a very intense desire especially explained in the second chapter, by, by contemplation, one becomes attached and one gets this common, this intense, intense desire. So, instead of intense desires that are the nature, that are the nature of the soul and are the evidence of the existence of the soul. So, we are often desiring things that are not leading to our full satisfaction. All right, so there's a little exercise I do, and then there's a march, And uh, it very nicely illustrates what should be the basis of our desires. Okay, we all ready to do a little exercise, a little mental exercise. Okay, everybody ready? All right. I'd like us all to think about everything we've ever desired. Okay? <laughs> right? Mine feels like a whole football stadium. All the material, not the spiritual side, all the material desires that you've ever had. Think of them like a long wish list. You know, like a Christmas list, a long shopping list. You bring them to the shop with the material energy. Now I want you to think of what percentage of those desires you just didn't get filled at all, fulfilled at all in any form whatsoever. It's like you went to the shop and they just weren't, they just didn't have the item in stock. So you didn't get it in any form. So what percentage of all the material desires that you have did you just not get fulfilled at all? Anybody? Somebody? 99%. 99%! Didn't get them at all. Somebody else? Sorry about that, eh? <laughs> <laughs> I'm learning. Somebody? Somebody else? What percentage of the desires that you had you just didn't get fulfilled? Somebody else? 30%. Okay? Somebody else? 50. So, how? Huh? You understand percentages? Somebody else? Huh? Okay. So now, let's put aside all those, whether it's 99 or 30%, all those. Now we're left, we're at the shop, we got our material desires so in the shop of material energy, and the ones that they do have in stock. okay? We have a desire, and we have the karma coins to buy it. We get that thing that we desire, and we're all happy to get the thing we desire, and we bring it all, and we open it up, and try to use it, and it doesn't work the way we want it. doesn't have all the features we thought it had. It somehow, it disappoints us. Right? We were talking earlier with Lashman and Mary Krishna. Every woman wants to marry a knight in shiny armor. We're talking about how Krishna put on his armor. Right? So the woman's thinking, I'm getting a nice, shiny armor. And she finds out she's getting you know, a cup potato who keeps his socks under the bed. <laughs> so. so now, what percentage of the things that we desire? We desired them, we got them, but they were disappointments. They were disappointments. So what percentage of the things that we wanted and got were disappointment? Somebody? Hundred percent. Never were satisfied so in anything you got. Okay. Somebody you're out of the game now. <laughs> okay. Somebody else, what percentage of the things that you desire and you want were disappointments? Somebody? Seventy? Okay? Twenty? 80% twenty. Eighty percent? Okay. So now we're left with the things we wanted, we got them, except for you, they're perfect. <laughs> exactly what we wanted. So I had a Toyota man like this. I love that man. It was great. It had a lot of room, and you could park level, a lot of room inside, but it was small you could park it in a regular space. It had plenty of room for the whole family and a few more. We almost always had a few more. And uh, all of our suitcases and trunks in the back. It maneuvered really easily. The seats could go down completely flat and form a total bed so we could use it to camp out, you know, if we were traveling to festivals. It had screens in the windows. You could put screens and sleep in there. It was just fantastic. It had great petrol mallets. Never needed repairs. I actually loved that man. And one day... My daughter and I yes. are driving to man, and this young man was late to work and he didn't stop at the stop sign. It's a true story, folks. He didn't stop at the stop sign, and he smashed into my coyote hand. <laughs> okay. How many of the things that you wanted, you got them, and they were perfect? How many of those did you get to keep? How many of those things do we get to keep? How many? None. Nothing. How many? None. Nothing. Zero, right? Zero. Yeah. Zero. Zero percent. It's pretty bad, isn't it? <laughs> There's not one single thing in this world that we want, we get, it's perfect, and we keep it. Not one. One of the devotees were asking me the other night said so the materialist. Say, you're saying the materialist. everything is temporary but your happiness is also temporary. So what's the difference? I think that's for the beginner in Krishna consciousness. Spiritual happiness comes in God. I'm Mr. Sadhana Bhakti, I'm Mr. Bhajan Kriya. Sometimes you're feeling spiritual happiness and sometimes you're not. It's before we're free of most of our energies. But at least we have hope. Materially, is there any hope? No. Is there any hope? What's the percentage of hope? Is it zero? That's pretty bad. <laughs> pretty bad. What kind of investment is that? Just imagine your financial advisor says, you know, if you put all of your money in this account, you will earn zero interest, and you will receive zero percent of the principal. All of your principal will be lost, and you'll get no interest. Would you put your money in that account? But that's exactly what we're doing, isn't it? We have so much thinking power, we have so much energy, we have so much power of this desire. It's called it's a shakti. We have a shakti of desire. And we have so little power to get our desire fulfilled according to our degree of austerity. Robin says everyone has some extraordinary talent that they run through austerity. All these things she's talking about dominion over the earth, sovereignty of the heavenly planets, unlimited facility for enjoyment. What conditioned soul wouldn't want these things? Unlimited mystic power. Now to get these things, one has to work very hard. Now all of us here have done some quiet activity. We've worked hard, we've accumulated some good karma coins. we still have some good karma in our bank account that we've achieved through great austerity, through tenants. Through finance activity, through charity, where are we going to invest our money? Where are we going to invest our energy? We all have some energy, right? And you know what? We're investing that energy at every moment. We're making a decision at every moment where am I going to invest my energy? What am I going to put as my goal? Because you know what? We do achieve the goals that we set, don't we? That picture I'll show you of the saying in the Bhagavad Gita, the tendency, tree. What does it show that tree that is all on the water of what? Desire. 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 So Krishna explains that he smells his desire in our heart, just like someone can smell the aroma of a flower by being near it. And then what does he do? Can <laughs> we have this word kama? Because it's fulfilling all of our desires. You he's not fulfilling all of my desires, I just want to do a little exercise, and 99% of them weren't even fulfilling. But he says that we have a desire that he gives us the intelligence from within. as to what to do to earn the right to get that desire. I'm this activity and this activity and if we follow his instructions we'll gain the karmic credit to get that desire. Does that always happen in one life? No. So if we're desiring these things, we may not achieve them in this life, but we can use that karmic credit to achieve them. And so then what will we have at the end? What do we have? What are we left with? Zero. We're left with zero. We don't get to keep any of it. First of all, we desire a bunch of things that we don't even like once we get them. <laughs> Just to think, why did I want that?
1: And then the ones that we think, yeah, what was a
0: good thing, we don't even get to keep it. And even the perfect things, do they give the us full satisfaction? you think my Toyota van gave me unlimited gifts? <laughs> even the perfect things aren't perfect. Are they? No. What are we spending our energy on? This is a minute-by-minute choice. We have free will. We have free will. We can decide. No one else can do that for you. It's not that if we're giving all of our desires to the temporary, unsatisfying things of the world, I'm comes, call massage to come, that somehow we and Krishna are just going to pop us back to the spiritual world anyway. Frankly, if they did, we would just leave again. We'd they know I want something else. As we in the took a materialistic Christian and put them back to God, and they say, Oh, that's a hard mission. <laughs> <All right. laughs> in fact, if we have intense desire, then the spiritual world is manifested here. What makes this the material world? From Krishna's point of view, spirit and matter are the same. What makes this the material world? Our consciousness. Why do we have that consciousness? Because we want it. You can't engage in material activities without materialistic consciousness. It's impossible, because you see Krishna everywhere. You can only engage in these things, rulership over the earth, mystic power. You can only be waiting for them if your consciousness is covered by an illusion. As soon as the illusion was gone, you'd see, it's a bunch of zeros. Who could play a computer game if all they saw were ones and zeros on the screen? You wouldn't. If we looked at the world and saw just a bunch of protons, neutrons, and electrons, we wouldn't try to enjoy it. Or if we saw that it's everywhere, we wouldn't try to exploit him. So because we have these desires, therefore we're covered. It's not that because I'm covered, therefore I have these desires. It's not Krishna; it's your fault. You're the one who's covering me. And if you took off the covering, then naturally I would desire you. He said, No, you're asking me for the covering. You're saying, please put me into illusion so I can fulfill these desires. And guess what? As soon as we don't have those desires anymore, guess what would we gone? The illusion. Which is the source of all of our suffering. Dukkha-Jarakrishna says. It's the source of suffering. Of course it's going to be the source of suffering. I'm working <laughs> for things that I don't get. Is that called us suffering? Yeah. I work for something I get it, and I think, what a stupid desire I had. Does that cause suffering? Or is it worse suffering if you have something you really like and you don't know suffer. That's the worst. The more perfect your enjoyment is here, the more you suffer. Do you have some toys you really like? Yeah, you like a fire truck or something, you really like it. And then you're even more afraid you're going to lose it. If you have a toy you don't like, what does it matter if it's I You don't Oh, I don't like it anyway. But if you really like it, then you're constantly in a state of Let's say someone brought you a plate of prasad and it was your favorite prep. Okay? Krishna would do that, by the way, in the spiritual world. He sends his phone into the kitchen for something else, and while she's gone off his plate, he takes all of the favorite preps of all the devotees and he gives each of them what they most desire. But let's let's say for breakfast now, let's say Krishna was serving out breakfast. She sent him out and he does that too. And he walks around to all the devotees and gives them each their favorite prep. Maybe maybe uh She Tend Mabu he's serving out breakfast, so you each gonna you get your favorite cup. Okay? Mm-hmm. Just just imagine that plate in front of you. Everything you really <laughs> like. Okay, but you was talking about yesterday the devotees in the Soviet Union. So just imagine now we're a devotee in the Soviet Union, where the devotees were always in danger of being put in jail or something, alright? So you've just gotten a plate of your favorite prep. But you kind of see out of the corner of your eye that there's a KGB officer standing behind you. Right? He says, I have a warrant for your arrest. You're like, do I get to finish my gloves? <laughs> because I don't know. As soon as I get the phone call, I got arrested. So I'm just waiting for the phone call on my mama. So you don't know. Do I get to take one bite, two bites? Do I get to send six? <laughs> when is it going to go? So we're living in that constant state of so the more that we want something, the stronger the fear is. Probably says, like, sweet rice, that's with We don't know. Could any of us die at any moment? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can sit in this room. We have a heart attack still. No. Does it happen? Mm-hmm. Is it going to happen to us? Mm-hmm. Possibly. For sure, death is going to happen to this body. 100%. We just don't know when and how. The it. KGB officer is standing behind us at every moment. So, you now what kind of enjoyment is that? What kind of enjoyment is that? So, the best thing that you get in this world, the optimistic powers, unlimited facility for achieving all your desires, rulership of heaven, but the K T officers can take it away at any time. And you're left with nothing. Like maybe you were in your last life. Now we're in Okay? <laughs> hey, nobody looks at you now, even you your parents don't listen to <laughs> Last night, the whole universe was listening to you. I had this email from this devotee saying, You know, my daughter is so stubborn. She doesn't do what we say. I said, It's very good to have a determined daughter. <laughs> when she grows up, she won't listen to people telling her to be a liar. But as a baby in her last life, you know, she was or Indra or something. <laughs> so now it's a little hard for her to be a two-year-old with other people telling her what to do. <laughs> so, but that's, it, it's gone, right? I mean, how many, we might have had millions of dollars in our last life. It's gone. So then what should we desire? Because we come back to the point that the essential feature of a living entity is desire. So the Buddhists, the Maya God, say, they look at this problem and they say, okay, well, I just we'll stop desiring anything. I'll just be satisfied without anything. But that's the nature of the, soul, <laughs> the desire. So, it's really funny here. What are they designing? Right? They're designing dust, quick dust.
1: Doesn't that seem like a funny
0: desire? You know what Christian desired? He desired millions of years. <laughs> I don't want anything in the world. What do you want? Millions of years. I don't want anything in the world. What do you want? Quick dust a materialistic person, this seems really strange. Materialistic people think that we devotees are pretty strange, don't they? They think we're really, really strange. What do you want? What kind of happiness do you have? Why does she want the footsteps? Of course, she wants Christian footsteps. Anyway, do we want the dessert that's on the bottom of people's feet? You have the so, usually, we're not very interested in the dirt that's with the feet. We tell them, to say, wipe your feet. <laughs> we don't say, would you please come in and scatter the dirt that's with the Bodhi. <laughs> oh, put a of putting in our chair. You <laughs> know? I don't see very many devotees, although probably we should do this, I don't see very many devotees laying out to the shoe room rubbing it. hands. <laughs> oh, that would be a good idea. It's a bad idea. Good good idea. idea. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. You're like, now. i was just proud <problem>. of it. It's competition. <laughs> You're like, know, you put the, the foot touch and the devotees on it. And Krishna likes to put the foot touch and the devotee on it. But why does she want that? Why does she want the foot and mixed with rana your kumkuma power? Why does she want that? Well, first of all, that's not temporary. First of all, Krishna's not... Uh-huh. So that never, never goes away. Second of all, it's between happiness. Sofa Kumar, he goes from one uh, planet to the other in the material and spiritual world. You know, he goes, he say, oh, a thousand times more happiness. Then he goes to the next place, another thousand times more happiness, next place, a thousand times more happiness, next place. And then as he gets to the local himself, he said, I can't even describe what happiness. It is completely beyond, the reach of the mind or words. And Krishna explains it as boundless transcendental happiness realized in transcendental senses. So Krishna is the reservoir of all pleasure. When one gets in touch with Him, one also experiences unlimited pleasure. Actually, whatever little material pleasure that we get in this world, that's a little indication of any, you think of anything that you've found enjoyable, physically, mentally, intellectually, emotionally, in this world, the, the essence of that, the taste of that, is Krishna. And what do you like? What kind of things do you like? Um, what do you really like? No Who is this child? For asking a material question, just see. Are you studying really? Wow, you're playing at like being like Wayne. No, it's not society. <laughs> 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 Take it. Who's your Who's your parents? Take, a Take a very your carriage. Take your carriage. Take your carriage. Take your carriage. So we may like something, we like some good food, or we like some entertainment, or we want some new clothes, or if we're really transcendental, <laughs> <laughs> we like not going husband. But it's rather forgetting, from, from even material things, what to speak of, from spiritual things, that's Krishna. That's Krishna.
1: We've all tasted
0: a little bit of Krishna, haven't we? Just think of our experience in the Hare Krishna movement. We have some prasadam, and the taste is not organized. We've had this experience We people. We give life to people. And they're like, how did you make this it? <laughs> rice? <It's> <laughs> you know, we go try this coffee recipe. My sister-in-law emailed me. She, she said, oh, no, it doesn't matter how many times I make it. It just doesn't turn out the way you made it. <laughs> how do you you what are we tasting? What are we tasting? Krishna. Chaitanya Bhavavu said, is Krishna's Samaya? We're tasting Krishna. Oh, we're chanting in the kirtan. You so so many devotees for so much relishing in Kirtan. So we've heard ordinary music. All of us have heard ordinary music. And sometimes the Kirtan, musically speaking, they're not even as expert as ordinary music. But what is that pleasure we're getting? What is that? Can you explain it just by the music? Krishna. Right? When we're chanting japa. Sometimes when we're chanting japa, time and space are gone. And we're feeling such a what is that? What's that? And just, you know, if you're just touching a piece of wood and just saying some words, you know. You can't be explained. my point, is you can't be explained materially. You see the beauty of the deity. It's not like you see the beauty of the paintings. It's not just like you may know, get some happiness from seeing an with it. Experience such much greater happiness, don't we? Don't we experience some happiness that we can't explain materially? Oh, you're happy because there's so many flowers. No, there's something beyond that. I can go to a flower show. You know, and there's some happiness. So, what is that we're, we're tasting? Well, we're seeing the deity when we're distributing goat, when we're eating prasad. So, then you're cleaning the toilets of the temple, and you're overwhelmed with this incredible happiness. <laughs> Obviously, it's like coming from toilet cleaning. <laughs> what are we experiencing? we experiencing Krishna. And it may only be a shadow. It may only be a little, little, tiny bit of a shadow. Just imagine how much ecstasy there is in Krishna. And it's ever-expanding. Even Krishna's always expanding his happiness. He looks at Radharani and he feels happy. And his happiness increases and his beauty increases. And she looks at him and when she sees his happiness and beauty increases, her happiness and beauty increases. And he sees her happiness and beauty increases. And his, happiness and beauty increases. And his happiness and beauty increases. And someone so so. And it's happiness is always... and it's full of variety. It's not just like this. yes, I'm happy. Okay? Sometimes the happiness manifests as anxiety. <laughs> oh, call calling, yeah, what's going to happen here? Yeah. Sometimes the happiness manifests as crying. Man, all different varieties of happiness. So it's eternal, it doesn't stop, it's boundless. The nature of the happiness is boundless, it doesn't stop in time. And it's fully satisfying. Roy Kapilishek says that Krishna takes whatever form the devotee desires. He actually gives himself to the devotees. And Krishna says that once you gain this, you think, there's nothing better. Than this. Sometimes people might think that a cheerleader for a moment. You know, they get their fancy house, their fancy car, they have their MBA, they have their beautiful wife, and their kids are getting scholarships, and they think, nothing better than this. How long does that last? You know, the plumbing in the house doesn't work, and people are envious of you because you have your an MBA, and your kids don't turn out that good, and your wife yells at you because you didn't fix the car. And, you know, and then you think, ah, I thought there was nothing better than this. But this is nothing better than this. So the whole purpose of our Krishna Consciousness Movement, what is the purpose of our Krishna Consciousness Movement? It is to purify our desire. That's it. That's what Krishna says in his talk, chapter. But the whole purpose of performing bhakti or Vyakhyo is to develop the Jephokama. So everything we're doing, at every moment, we're desiring something. We are never desire-less. We are always desiring something, at every moment. So while we are chanting our japa, what is our desire? That's what Krishna's hearing. That's what Krishna's hearing. Just like if you go on the road from Vrindavan to Radhikamsa to Govardhan Mandir. And the Vrindadham road hits the road, there's a family there, they live under a cart. They have sheep and goats. And the little girl will come up to you and she'll say, Hari Krishna, Hari Krishna, 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 Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. What's your itcha? What's your kama? Money. What's Krishna hearing? What's, the, what's Krishna hearing? Give me money. What's she going to get? Money, maybe not this one. Okay. I Even I can tell that's her desire. Can't I? I can understand that, but she's not saying, Krishna, please engage in your service. I ain't the music came from. That's not what she's saying. The mouth is saying something, but what is the voice of desire saying? You walk down the street to the Bazaar. Are you Krishna? Are you evil? they? have a photo of Ralph right in their shop. What is their voice of vicha? So we should, first of all, become aware. Uh, this is called the Pajanat in the 11th canto of the the voice of the Gitchesha. What is our karma? What is our karma? We have to desire anyway. Desire cannot be stopped. And as Vali told he said, you should ask for something, having a thing which you will never have to ask anything from anybody again. So that is the best that Christians love to speak. Now, I also promised you a little cultural, and as I said, you can leave now if you don't want to hear this. So, just a little political cultural thing. so, here, how is Rohini how is, um, speaking to Yogari? What did she call her? She called her Susie. What, what did she call her before? What other names did she call her? Anybody remember? The text 31, what did she call her? We talked a little bit about the story. Remember, we were talking about that? Mm -hmm. About how she came out of the fire? Mm -hmm. She's also called her Rajini, Queen. So, there's, and we were talking earlier, this relates earlier to the fact that, that's okay, he's fine, he's not. That that Krishna's queens were calling Krishna Krishna. Remember, we talked about that? That Krishna's queens were calling Krishna Krishna. So, there's certain etiquette for addressing. So we find here that here's a woman talking to another woman, and what does she call her? Mm-hmm. So somehow or other in our Krishna consciousness movement, we have some, we've developed a strange habit of the way women talk to other women. And I thought, since Krishna handed me this, I never bring anything unless Krishna hands it to the Universal Purport. That's one of my vows. You know, if Krishna's in the Universal Purport, I'll talk about it. If it's not, I won't. So, but Krishna handed me this, so you have to blame So, Prabhupada says here, this is in the Purpose of Bhagavad Gita 334, and he also says it in various places. For example, sex enjoyment is a necessity for the conditioned soul, and sex enjoyment is allowed under the license of marriage title. According to scriptural injunctions, one is forbidden to engage in sex relationships with any woman other than one's wife. All other women are to be considered as one's, Mother. mother. That injunction is for men or women? Men. Yes. So when Prophet says that a man should see and address all women except his wife, except his wife, please don't call your wife mother because you don't marry your mother. So when he says that all men should address all women except wife and mother, what is the reason for that? Krishna says that sacrifices should be performed in? Yes. Knowledge. And he tells us another part. What we're doing, we should know why we're doing it. since why following is? But then, blind following is again. Don't you know why we're doing it? We get some benefit out of doing things in ignorance because we're doing something transcendental. But the problem is, if you do things in ignorance, you may do the wrong thing. You may be doing the wrong thing because you don't know why you're doing it. So why is it said that men should call when they accept their white money? What's the reason? The problem is, why? What kind of a stress? and specifically in what context? You don't know Lussela thoughts about your own You don't thought about your own Who has a Lussela thought about their mother? One person in 10 billion. Has a Lussela thought about their own mother? Nobody loves that to their right? mother. Of course, my devotee to the tropical Freud said that. And he said, well, maybe he loves it up with his mother. <laughs> <laughs> in India, we don't love that to our mother. <laughs> so that's the most pure relationship between <coughs> mother and son. It's the most pure relationship. So when a man calls a woman mother, first of all, that means he's seeing her as a woman. He sees her as a soul, as another. And then have another form of dress. He sees her as a woman, and he's saying, My dear mother, I don't see you as a sex object. I don't see you as an object for enjoyment. Because generally, when men see a woman, they turn to have said, I become agitated even by seeing the wooden form of a woman. So especially for men, it's very visual. So they see a woman, immediately they're thinking, Am I right? Okay. Women and men. women are a little different, the way they're wired. But the men, they see women, and immediately they're thinking, how can I enjoy it? It's almost automatic, at least that's what I just told. Because I say, so, women are wired a little differently. Women's love is a little different than men. So that's the wiring of a man. Oh, that's a central object for me. So this is the, the key, materially speaking, is that if you feel and you address the woman as mother, but there's no skull for women addressing other women as a mother, that's actually a mother. Or unless you're the kind of woman who you know, like that. So, if there are women like that. If you're a woman like that, then maybe you can address other women as well. But otherwise, it makes no sense. So, I don't know why all of a sudden I just I finally just got, my, 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 my load of straws on my back finally broke. You know, after just hearing women call me nauseous over and over, and I, find, I don't know what happened? I don't know why it happened here, but somehow I just reached my my limit on this. And please do something because we understand it. And there's, there's many terms in the Shabbat There's also many other ways that I can dress in the My mother is the only way. Like Robert talks about how there was one elderly man whose wife died. He had no children, and his sister said, "You have to marry again because who else will take care of you?" And he struck me out of his when he married a young woman. And he said that we all call that the moon needy, old decision. He said the relationship was very tight. So that's not the only way. Him, the Shastra we also find this other way than that, a dress woman. But certainly, uh, whatever we're doing, whatever we're doing in Christian consciousness, whatever it may be, uh, whether we're touching the plane to our head, whether we're offering flowers to the deity, how we speak to each other. that we call each other Prabhu, should hey, be hey, Prabhu. No, Prabhu means master. So whatever we're doing, we should do all of it. This is the, the, this was from the third chapter. So in the third, or fourth and fifth chapter of Bhagavad Gita, Krishna talks about doing things as a sacrifice. And he says, one should do everything as a sacrifice with transcendental knowledge. So everything we do should be with knowledge. Okay, if we do things, ignorantly, we will get some benefit. But, and there's always a chance that we'll twist things. And it will do things, we'll apply them wrongly. Right? It'll become just ritualistic. And then, frankly, we can become like, you know, happens with every other religious system. It starts out as a spiritual system and gradually it becomes ritualistic and people don't even know why they're doing anything anymore. And at the time, then they do things that aren't even in their scriptures because they don't even understand what they're doing. So this is just one little symptom of this. You know, a habit that's come into the movement without understanding. So, everything should be with understanding, and most of all, everything should be with a proper desire, with the desire to advance in Christian consciousness. So, we started very late, so now it is late, and I don't know if we have any time for questions at all, uh, because it's already time for uh, We'll take nine questions, and that will be it. Yes? Yes. What is the importance of kung kung? I see, we'll talk about that tomorrow. Because really, um, although that's mentioned here in this verse, it, it's more uh, clearly discussed tomorrow about the, the, the purpose of kumkum, kum, the fact that we're talking about Srimati Radharani, and the, the Acharyas who comment on these verses. Some of them just comment on 41 and 42, many of them comment on 41, 42, and 43 together. And as I say, it's also very much commented on in the Bhakti Vasamika Sindhu. These verses are are um, broadening uh, as evidence, So we'll be looking at that. I wanted to focus today mostly on the no, 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 no. I don't want this, I don't want that, I don't want this, I don't want this, I don't want this. What is my karma? What is my desire? And a little hint as to why that is the best thing to desire. And then we'll go deeper into that, Krishna willing. We'll go deeper into that tomorrow. What is really special about the dust from Krishna's mother's feet? And why is it that Krishna's queens in Dwarka, why are they desiring this dust on Krishna's feet that's mixed with the kumkum of So why are they desiring that? So that we'll look at more tomorrow. So, does someone have anything that's just like, you know, burning a hole in their brain that they have tonight? It might be, somebody. Okay. Thank you very much. I hope I didn't offend them. All glory to Shri No, one